Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Brain Club. My name is Elliot Flowers, and this is a podcast about ADHD and how it affects the lives of young adults like myself and others. On today's episode, we're talking about traveling with ADHD. So I recently was very lucky to get the chance to go abroad for a few days. By a few, I mean 10. At the end of my senior year of college to study abroad, studying communications in Amsterdam. And this episode is kind of inspired by that. Um, I interview one of my friends that I met on the trip, Raleigh Brown. That'll be coming up here soon. But first, as always, I have a little bit of research and context to share with you all. I have a couple of articles from Attitude Magazine to share. These will all be linked in the show notes, of course, as always. Uh, first one is called How to Enjoy a Vacation When You Have ADHD. And this kind of explains how, for a lot of people with ADHD, especially adults, vacations are often really fun because you are, you know, there's that sense of novelty and exploration that ADHD brains absolutely love. However, vacations can also be very stressful because they take us out of our familiar territory and disrupting our routines that we have in place can actually be the opposite of relaxing for a lot of people with ADHD. Um, I know myself included, a lot of people find comfort and stability in their routines and when that is disrupted, it can be very unsettling. So this article recommends number one, Making sure you tie up your loose ends before leaving. This means addressing any phone calls, scheduling any appointments, finishing up any last-minute projects before going on a trip. Additionally, you always have to accept that something is going to go wrong, whether it's a hotel mix-up, lost luggage, or something else. And then after the situation is dealt with, you just do what you need to do to relax afterwards. This may look a little bit different than just relaxing by the pool with everyone else. You know, a lot of people may find more comfort in going to the hotel gym for a workout or doing some kind of fun activity that involves like moving around physically to kind of tire yourself out and get rid of that anxious energy. You know, if you're on a beach, maybe a long walk on the beach. Or if you're in the mountains, hike a mountain. I don't know, whatever floats your boat. Finally, Give yourself a day off after getting back from your trip to get back into your routine. Never underestimate giving yourself a day to do laundry, go to the grocery, unpack, just do all those things. Additionally, there's another article in here titled Travel and Vacation Tips for People with ADHD. And this article recommends finding out what type of vacation works for you. A lot of people with ADHD generally enjoy pre-planned trips the most or Anything involving the least amount of planning possible. I can definitely affirm this. Um, I do not consider it a vacation if I have to plan anything. Uh, Otherwise, that is just more work for me to do. Additionally, get places earlier than you think you need to be there. And it is better to be at the airport way earlier and to sit at your gate for two hours than to miss your flight. This is a lesson that I'm sure all of our fathers instilled in us. Um, You get to the airport four hours early and then you sit. And that's just how it is. Finally, make a packing list. This was something that was so helpful for me when I went to Amsterdam because I was packing for 10 days abroad. I had never been to Europe before, nor had I ever been on a trip that long. And so I was kind of freaking out. Um, I FaceTimed my mom like 
a week before I had to leave and I already had everything laid out and I was like, does this all look good, do you think? Um, so you know what, if you just need a second person to be there to kind of help body double and to affirm, yes, these are great choices, but also have you considered this, maybe that's what you need and that's okay. And of course, there is the oh-so-fun issue of traveling with ADHD medications, which prevents yet another headache since most of those are controlled substances and Schedule II stimulants. The organization CHAD and TSA both recommend always keeping your meds in your carry-on in case your checked bag is lost. And even beyond that, I will put my meds in the bag that I stick underneath the seat in front of me, so like my purse or a backpack or something like that, then just in case someone accidentally like takes my bag from the overhead bin or something like that, I don't know. Just always keep it as close to you as possible because you never know what's gonna happen. Additionally, Chad points out that not all stimulants are legal in other countries, so it is so, so important to talk to your doctor beforehand about the alternatives in the event that your meds are taken. However, personally, when I went to the Netherlands this past March, I just needed to have my meds in their original packaging, you know, my the prescription bottle from the pharmacy with my name on it, but many people also recommend having a copy of their physical prescription on hand as well, just in case. And I did go on TSA's website, and their guidelines state that although they don't require medication to be in its original packaging, different states do have different laws regarding this. So it, that's just a good practice to have. And then if you use a pill organizer, maybe also pack that and then kind of reorganize your meds when you get back to wherever you're going. So as I mentioned earlier on today's episode, I have Raleigh Brown on. She is a fellow Butler student that I met on the program we went to in Amsterdam. Shout out to her for agreeing to do that interview so last minute when she was moving out to go home for the summer. Thank you, Raleigh. And I'm super excited for you all to hear that conversation now. This is going to be very interesting again because <laughs> I have no, I have nothing written down. <laughs> um, so first question, what unique challenges do you think are presented when you're traveling and you have ADHD? I think for me, it shows up like trying to keep track of everything is very hard for me. Just trying to be as prepared as I can before I leave. I think there are just <laughs> when we traveled, like there were a few things that we needed to have all the time. Mm-hmm. So like if I can make sure I have those things, then I'll figure the rest of it out. Yeah. Like, what kind of things were, I guess, those types of really important things that you're like, as long as I have this, I'm good. I know what you're talking about, because I know for me, those things are, like, my contact lenses and, like, my medication. Anything else, I think, for the most... And my glasses. Anything else, for the most part, I can kind of figure out. Yeah. So, like, when we were... When we arrived in Amsterdam... If I would take my meds before we left to do anything, and then when I left, if I had my phone and my wallet (laughs) with our Metro cards and our train cards, Mm -hmm. then I was kind of set. (laughs) Kind of if I forgot one of those things, I would be very inconvenienced. Yeah. Like... Meds wise, if I did not have them, it would be very apparent. Yes. To everyone. Yeah, definitely. I know a big thing that 
I didn't necessarily realize it. Well, not that I didn't realize it at first, but since a lot of ADHD meds are like controlled substances, yeah. traveling with them is like a whole other ball game. And I know I I'm somebody who just keeps my like the individual little capsules like in their bottle at all times yeah. anyway. So I guess for me it was like, you know, I guess easier I didn't have to worry about putting them in any like moving them from like a pill organizer to anything at all. Yeah. But it was definitely something where I was like, oh my god, I'm like, I was like so concerned too because it's such a nightmare to get filled. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my god, if this gets, I don't, if this were for some reason to get confiscated, like I would be, <laughs> I would be screwed for the next month because <laughs> they're not, my doctor isn't giving me more. <laughs> yeah. So I, like before we left, like I heard that you had to bring a note from your doctor. Yeah. Or. That or I heard, like, you need to have, like, a physical copy of your prescription. But then yeah. other people would say you just need to have it in the original packaging. So yeah. there's a lot of confusing so, information. Yeah. Like, I had to call all my doctors and, like, mm-hmm. have them write the notes. And then I brought that and no one ever asked for it. Yeah. And I'm like, just getting all of those notes was a terror. Like, oh God, yeah. <laughs> trying to call my doctor and be like, Hey, I know it's the day before I'm supposed oh. to leave. I'm sorry. Please help me. Yeah. <laughs> and, or like, because I was really ahead at some point, and I was like, okay, I'll call back and remind them. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, okay, can you come and pick it up? Like an hour away. And, and you're like, like, no. No. I can't do that, actually. Is this no, not something you can email me? They're like, we can't email it. And I'm like, what? who who is this helpful for? Yeah. Like, I just need you to send it to me. Literally. I'm telling you that I need it. Yeah, or can you, like, mail it? Like, well, I guess if it's the day before, yeah. No, so it's, like, I think for me, like, some of the, probably a lot of people, they got ready for the trip, and they're like, oh, I need to buy that. I'll just go out and buy it, like, the month before. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to get that. Then it just kept getting closer. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I need that. Yeah. And, and like, then it's like, oh, we're in Amsterdam. I don't have the phone adapter. Oh this no. isn't great. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. I wonder mm. if other people did that or if it was just like, hmm, mm. maybe this is something. Maybe this is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is a problem. Yeah. The, I know the only reason I got that stuff taken care of ahead of time was because I actually went home the weekend before and my mom took me to Walgreens and we yeah. just like, it, like, I don't know, like we were like doing the thing where I was like, okay, hey, I have everything. My mom was like, are you sure? Cause it seems like you're forgetting half of the things. And I was like, like what? And she was like, um, soap maybe. <laughs> and I was like, mm, mm-hmm. bars. Yeah. I do need that. <laughs> like they were, some things like that where I'm like because it's like two sides because I'm like a list maker and I like write out everything so I feel prepared in that way but then it's like oh I actually never finished the list yeah <laughs> and I'm like hmm mm-hmm. May- maybe that that's a problem yeah oops yeah packing itself is my own personal hell I I can't, I hate it so much. I just, like, I don't know what it is about packing. I think it's because there are so many tiny details to keep track of. Because it's more than just, like, 
Well, I think for me, the worst part is figuring out what clothes I want to bring because especially for something with, like, we were going internationally for 10 days. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to, like, pick out, like, 10 days worth of outfits. So then it's a challenge of, like, okay, I just need to, like, grab random stuff, but what if my random stuff doesn't go (laughs) well together? Long story short, I did FaceTime my mom the week before we were supposed to leave with everything laid on my bed. I was like... So what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I was good, but. I packed the night before and the day of. Yeah. Like, a couple hours before we were leaving. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it's supposed to be warm, but also cold. Uh-huh. What? How? Literally, yeah. How do other people do this? I know. It, it's, yeah. <sighs> it was stressful. I mean, I got, like, I basically just packed a bunch of sweaters and kind of, like, blousey top type things because I know I also heard that like I don't know who it was from it might have been from Cora who was our friend who was also on the trip and had and studied abroad in Australia before and had like traveled a bunch before COVID and I feel like she might have said something like oh yeah people in Europe just tend to dress better or no it was my friend Hannah that's who told me this so I was like okay I need to be wearing fits then. <laughs> um, so that is what I did. And that was okay. That that worked out well. Um, but yeah, clothes. And then ju- I, don't know, I did make a giant massive packing list, which was helpful. But even then, it's like there's always like the last minute scrambly items. Like, yeah. you know, your toothbrush and your toiletries and stuff that you can't really pack until like right before you leave, which is the worst that part. That is the worst part. Yeah. I... I made it into a Google Doc, so then I could unhighlight and highlight <laughs> and move things. And yeah. I was like, I have to stop with the paper. This is not making sense in my head. <laughs> so I think things like that are like, okay, I have to make this easier for me and not harder. Yeah. Even though it's not what I want to do. Right. I heard this one hack from this one other podcaster who's basically, who, like, travels a bunch, and she was, like, I just, anything that I'm, like, oh, I'm going to need to pack that later, she just, like, shoves it in a pile, like, by the door kind of a thing, and I'm, like, because then she's, like, well, I'll see it, so I'm, like, hmm, that, that makes sense, so I guess I kind of did a little bit of that, but. Yeah, I, that's sort of what I do with my meds. I put them on the counter, so then it's, like, mm-hmm. I can't not take them. Mm-hmm, that's smart. Like, I have to see them. yeah. Because I use, like, storage-wise in my room, it's like we have a medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't see it and I won't take it. Right. Like, last year I used to have an alarm that mm-hmm. would go off. But since now my meds are like, I take them whenever I'm, like, getting up. Yeah. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, definitely. So I think... I'm trying to make it as easy as I can because mm-hmm. I I, haven't, I started taking meds like first month of the pandemic, so yeah. it hasn't been too long. Mm-hmm. So as much as I can make it easier for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That checks out. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I also heard. I also remember reading somewhere that travel is actually like. I don't know, like, getting ready to travel sucks for people with ADHD, but then once you're there, it's, like, 
cotton candy for your brain because everything is new <laughs> and unfamiliar and sometimes it's stressful but I was curious how you kind of like felt about that like if you feel like that's true for you personally at all or not as much it's more stressful or like what your thoughts are I think so like I unlike a lot of people I didn't really do a whole lot of research before yeah like <laughs> it was sort of once we were on the plane I'm like oh I have time I will look at what I can do while we're there yeah which I'm like I, I, I kind of did the same thing. I felt that. I should have done this before, but now I'm like, okay, this is a good time to actually, like, think about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Which I think is nice because I can, if I have too much time, then I think too much into it. Yeah, same. So having a lot of new different things to do was really nice. And I think coming back, it was also like, oh, these are a whole bunch of, like, there are actual other things to do that I didn't think of, mm-hmm. which I think is a different advantage. Definitely, yeah. What kinds of things were you the most excited to do while we were there? Um, it definitely, like, a lot of parts of our course I really wanted to do. That's sort of what made me want to go in the first place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't super set on doing, like, study abroad over like spring break yeah I was like I don't know Mm -hmm. but once I saw what our trip would be like social justice focused then I was really interested in it and especially Amsterdam having a lot of different sites to see and stuff like that so a lot of social justice places um the Botanical Gardens was one of my favorites. <laughs> Those were so pretty. Oh, my goodness. I think just because I'm, like, I don't know. I I haven't figured this one out, but I really like animals, not in a sciencey way. Yeah. But just in, like, a, it's... <laughs> I just think they're neat. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, the same way, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels like it might be an ADHD thing where it's just, like, this is not stressful. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, where it's not like, I have to figure out this very confusing topic. Like, the animals are happy. Awesome. There you go. Like, it was very nice. Yeah. And definitely, like, that was one of my favorite places we went. Uh, All of the book places Mm -hmm. were lovely. Yeah, there were so many really cool independent bookstores there that was that were just lovely a lot of them were all the books were in dutch understandably so yeah but a fair amount had a lot of um books in english as well which was i guess not necessarily super surprising but also it was kind of like oh it's like here's the whole here's like the english section yeah so i definitely books i really enjoyed um there were some things I'm like, oh, maybe I'll have to go back because there were things like being there in the summer, I would have really liked to go like mm-hmm. see the tulips or do like yeah, yeah. boat stuff would have been fun. Yeah, that but, was one thing I guess that there was so much other stuff that I wanted to do more. Yeah. But the canal, I think definitely a canal tour on one of the boats would have been really, really cool. Yeah, I really liked the walking tour. It was <laughs> that like the history and the, like, physical activity was, like, these are two things, like, 
should do brain uh-huh. brain likes yes brain likes learning things but also being able to move around yeah and being tired <laughs> yeah no that was very good definitely something that I should do more <laughs> yeah <laughs> I feel like doing all the walking in Amsterdam I was like oh maybe this maybe I should do more exercise maybe yeah. my brain does like it. I god I saw this one TikTok where this girl was like I am now going to be treating myself like a puppy. A tired Haley, or whatever her name was, a tired Haley is a well-behaved Haley. A tired Haley who works out regularly doesn't give herself bangs at 3 in the morning or texts her ex. A tired Haley is a well-behaved Haley. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I was thinking about that. I thought I think about it a lot because I think about it, and I'm like, hmm. And Ellie, who does yoga in the mornings or goes on a little walk during the day doesn't impulsively online shop or sit in her room and spiral about how she thinks nobody likes her (laughs) hmm (laughs) and then I don't do that (laughs) so yeah no I've been trying to like take a little walk before class yeah because I'll go to class and be like oh my gosh I have so much energy I don't know what to do with it yeah and I'm like this would all be fine if I took a little walk. Yep, I get that. I don't know if you feel this way, but um, for me, it's like with my medication, I also get like very like amped up in the mornings, but then I kind of like crash in the afternoons and like like late afternoon, early evening, and then I get like a little bit more of like an energy dip, like of course right before bed. Yeah. When everything kind of regulates itself. So I feel that especially I'll be there like in the morning just like, vibrating because I'm also a little fiend and I still drink coffee while taking my silly little uh you know prescription stimulants which not that I'm not well not not that I'm necessarily not supposed to do that but I'm sure it's not advisable (laughs) um oopsies yeah I definitely like when I first started taking meds I was like bouncing off the walls all the time yeah and once I started classes I was like this cannot be right I'm Mm -hmm. like I have so much energy like I would do jumping jacks in between (laughs) like zoom because we were on zoom all the time so we weren't oh my god yeah I was like I'm doing no walking Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm feeling crazy yeah I could not imagine trying to like do all of this like like last year I think the only thing that has like helped for me or not like basically walking to class is a very good thing for me the fact that I have to like walk everywhere is very good because it's like just a constant stream of just like moving around and stuff that I think is just a very very good thing just in general for people yeah I think especially for people with ADHD again just that that constant stream of like moving around it's it hits the dopamine, little dopamine receptors. Yeah. Feels good. So definitely, like, once I I got onto different medication when I started this school year, I was like, this is not working. Yeah. My doctor before was like, you're just not organized. I'm like, really? that does not, why would I be doing jumping jacks? Literally. It's like, <laughs> I don't think that's, I really don't think that's the issue here, actually. And so... I started seeing someone who has ADHD and yeah. does meds, and that that changed everything. Yeah, 
where she's like, there, there are two different kinds. Like you probably just don't need that type of stimulant. Yeah. I was like, what? Hmm. I was like, I was just told I wasn't organized. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I, my brain like actually like works how I need it to. And I feel like I'm able to function like how I assume other people in college are able to do schoolwork. Yeah, yeah. Where it isn't as hard as it was, Mm -hmm. which is lovely. Yeah. I think that's like a huge, huge thing. Yeah. I'm really glad that you got onto a medication that works for you well now. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I think... I know, like, it's not something that's accessible at all. Like, just how difficult it is to get medication. And I was on one, and my doctor was like, you you don't know what you're talking about. Like, Mm -hmm. and until I sought out someone else, that was when it felt like I was being heard finally. Yeah. Wow. That's really frustrating that it, you know, still that's frustrating that it took that long, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's definitely, like, I feel like I empathize a lot more with how it is Mm -hmm. for a lot of people and how I... Like, how I felt for so long not being heard. Yeah. Like, that's how a lot of people feel. Yeah, definitely. I I get that. I've definitely gained, like, a much... It's, it's given me a much different perspective on mental health in general because, mm-hmm. you know, I think ADHD and other mental illnesses are a bit more different than just anxiety and depression. And that's not to say that anxiety and depression aren't, like serious issues but I feel like care for those disorders is Mm -hmm. a lot has become a lot more accessible in the past Mm -hmm. few years and I think a lot of the conversations around mental health have kind of revolved around those which is fair because I think they are much more common perhaps than some other mental health disorders I don't know it I don't know for me I was like diagnosed with ADHD and depression I mean anxiety and depression first and then obviously it's like once I kind of like got like the right diagnosis that was a big game changer and then it was like care for ADHD is specifically is like so much harder than just trying to find something for anxiety and depression and I can't even imagine how people with things like you know bipolar disorder autism like borderline personality like I can't even imagine how much more difficult it is to find specialists in those fields because, you know, even ADHD itself is so well-researched. It's like, the shit sucks. It's not accessible. Yeah, I think, like, where I was able to find the most, like, support was in, like, disability yeah. specialists. Like, at least at school, like, seeking out resources to mm-hmm. be able like once once I finally accepted that school like other people are able to do this a lot easier because they don't have mental health conditions mm-hmm. or disabilities and 
that's something I was like, oh, no, I, like, it's, like, I really wanted to not realize that was a part. Like, I, I wanted to act like this was, oh, it's just, like, I'm fine. Like, oh, once I sought out the resources that I needed, it was, like, I can do what other people are doing Mm -hmm. and have it not be as stressful and not as like completely like debilitating to do yeah just like taking a test in a room without other people like Mm -hmm. I remember in high school like I would take a test and like I'd hear other people writing and be like (laughs) listening to that instead of doing my test yeah and I'm like hmm Maybe maybe that was something mm-hmm. where I was like, no, like I'm ju- I'm just nervous. Like yeah, <laughs> where I finally once I sought out those resources, I got a lot more help. Yeah, and was able to get connected to people who know what they're doing, and mm-hmm. I think that that is something with. ADHD, I think, is probably more accessible than a lot of other mental illnesses Mm -hmm. and especially other disabilities, like, Mm -hmm. hugely more accessible to get support. Mm -hmm. But I think I would really like to see us build from, like, at least an education where we have started and are able to make it more accessible for people. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else that you want to sort of add as a last thought before we kind of wrap up here? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, I did lose my passport (laughs) at the airport. No. Yeah, there's always that. Like, the forgetfulness is also a fun That, and I hate saying it because that's, like, very stereotypical ADHD. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like... But also, like, it's something that has happened to me. Like, it's like, great, now I'm that person. Now I'm that person with ADHD who lost my passport, and I'm fulfilling what everybody thinks of people with ADHD, but also this is an issue for me. Like, these are actual things that happen, and I'm like, I would love it to be, like, easier. Like, I lost it, and I was like, hey, can you help me find it? And they're like, it's gone forever. And you're like, well... Like, here's the thing. I kind of need that. Yeah, I kind of need that. And I also have to imagine that this is not the first time this has happened to somebody. So as the TSA worker, I'm going to need you to help me and work with me here a little bit, please. No, I'm like, and I'm like, I know they hate me for this. Yeah. I'm like, I know this is the worst part of their job. Yeah. So true, bestie. Nice. All right. Well, that's it. This does not to be need yeah. to be a super long thing. Um, thank you so much for coming yes. on. I really appreciate yes. it. And there you go. Thank you once again to Raleigh Brown for being on this episode. And I hope that you all enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed producing it for you. I would also like to give a thank you, as usual, to Noah Brandt and Leg for Lessonberry for the Messy Brain Club music. Additionally, I am linking some articles about ADHD and traveling in the show notes that I mentioned in the intro. So if you want more information about this topic, 
Uh, and some really nice travel tips. I know I found them very helpful. I'm currently actually, as I'm speaking, about to leave for the airport to go to Florida with a vacation with my family. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and I'll probably be uploading this from there. So I found a lot of these travel tips very helpful and I hope you do too. For more information about the Messy Brain Club and to stay updated on the status of the podcast, you can follow at Messy Brain Club on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and at The Messy Brain Club on TikTok. So thanks so much for tuning in, and until next time, stay messy.